when you only scored three goals at MLS, but the third one was an overtime game winner for MLS Cup. It's That's So MLS. A North American soccer podcast with myself, Andrew Bates, and Nick Thornton. Well, hello, strangers. Happy New Year to you, Nick. How are you? Happy New Year to you, my friends. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just looking at this long list of things to cover and scratching my head as to where time has gone. Yeah, it's a, for, for being the off-season, a fair amount has happened in the uh, world of North American uh, soccer in the time that, in the time since we spoke. Um, yeah. The, uh, as, as noted in the opening, Gareth Bale this week has announced his retirement. Um, we hardly knew. Yeah. Absolutely legendary MLS run. I think, Hey, <laughs> you know, he, he etched his, his name and it might be in a real tiny little font size, but he etched his name into MLS history. Well, I'll give him that. He started two games in the league. He scored three times in an LFC shirt. Uh, and and yet, we talked about this in the, the episode about the, the, the final. He absolutely delivered for the reason that they went out and got him. Um, Ex- yeah, yeah. He, he did exactly the job he was meant to do. And I think, how else can you assess from LAFC's side? They're like, cool. Uh, but, you know, we wish him a happy retirement as well. And, like... I Let still me think it's going to be a good thing for MLS overall. Like, if a star player wants to come and play one year in MLS and put a bunch of bums in seats and score what turns out to be a very critical goal, even if it's one of three, why not? Gareth Bale has been using club football as a gym for the last two years to great success. <laughs> to great success. Uh, I want to put the dump. I want to put the dunking where it belongs. And that is that Zlatan Ibrahimovic um, worked his uh, – no one can say, I think, that he didn't sweat it out in his time at MLS. He was there for, I think, the better part of two years. He scored scads of goals. He lost in the first round, and then he posted his Instagram post that said, Ah, I have came, I saw, I conquered. Gareth Bale did no work. <laughs> Almost couldn't even make the starting lineup when he was healthy, and and yeah. rightfully contributed to uh, you know the, the 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 his team's winning in the of MLS Cup. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you can't win sometimes. Life is unfair. What can we say? <laughs> um. The it is uh it's it's been the the depending on where you have been it's been uh, bitter and cold it's bitter and cold here right now we're gonna have freezing rain here tonight um Ugh. but uh, but soon it will be spring MLS teams are 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 gathering on preseason uh, pitches it kind of feels like the last time that we talked we were looking ahead to the World Cup. Or as I sometimes joked about it after our conversation about treating it as some other tournament, the the FIFA Men's Over Twenty One World Championship. Uh, yes, I recall that sporting event. <laughs> that seems like a memory now. Yeah. Well, 
you know, or maybe fever dream. <laughs> or maybe a dream. Canada was there. That was strange. Canada was there. I thought Canada did great. It was great to see Canada there. Um, can we just can we dive into it? Because I have a question I want to ask you. Please. But without any, and I wanted to do this before we dive into the details of it, but just on the blush of it, um, how do you rate Canada's performance in this World Cup? I think Canada did slightly better than one could have expected them to do. Um, I don't think that, which I think that people would mostly be happy with. I think that if you came in with your goals, your, your, mm-hmm. your big goal, of course, would have been to uh, advance to the round of 16. Your, your medium, you know, your medium ambition goal would have been to, um, would be, would have been to win a game. Um, or, or, you know, to, to turn in sort of a, a surprising performance. I would say that the only sort of the, the, the tertiary goal or, or, or just sort of the first thing that you want to make sure you do score a goal. Canada scored a goal. Um, Canada, uh, more than one goal, but you know, compared to the, compared to the past one, the, the past performance mm-hmm. at the, at the world cup. Um, Canada didn't really get any more points than they got last time. Um, it was a tight game, tighter than I think anyone expected against Belgium. Um, blowout against Croatia, but you know, in in some senses, it uh, it was also I think a little tighter than you'd you'd have expected against Morocco. I think so. I would say that that is like that's pretty good. That's not three blowouts. That's not 1986. Um, I don't know that it changes people's opinions wholesale in the way that, you know, maybe people dreamed of doing. Uh, but if you are ranking it in the, the perspective of, like, what what will prepare this team for 2026, I think that that, um, that, that ticks some of the boxes. Yeah. How did you feel about it? Okay, this is going to be my my confession. I watched almost none of the World Cup, and I watched exactly one of Canada's games and parts of the others. So I'm going in with that as people claw their eyes out at that, (laughs) digest that. I'll say I think Canada did fantastically well, and I think that by every, you know, realistic achievable goal, we stood up. You know, we made it very difficult for the Belgians. We had the Croatians sweating for at least 20 minutes. Um, And then we lost to a team that went on to, you know, obviously have a Cinderella run in the World Cup. I I don't think you can feel bad about um, what we achieved. And I just see tons and tons of positives. All the things that we talked about leading up to the World Cup for Canada, those all came to fruition as well. We talked about how tactically they weren't always uh, the most advanced and kind of had a a one-style way of playing, and for certain times it worked. But, um, you know, it's such a great testing ground. I I think ultimately losing a game 4-1 to Croatia is less important than playing Croatia in a World Cup the experience that you get from playing 
that kind of experience side, I think is invaluable. So yes, yeah, it would have been sweet if we had ended up smoking them, but, but <laughs> that clearly wasn't in the cards, and I don't think we can feel too bad about it. I will say that my arm still hurts a little bit from suddenly punching the air when Davies scored that opening goal. That uh, was a singularly great moment, and that for me was the like we've achieved like. We made it to the World Cup. We scored a goal. I'm, I'm good. I'm happy with that. I would agree with that. I think that that's the, the – is it moral victories? Yes. But let's take the moral victories. Let's take the, the, the moral victory of that goal. Let's take the moral victory of uh, the – U.S. men's national team made it further and they're in complete disarray now. So like – That's pretty good. Know? I was going to say that one, the, the, the performance against Belgium in like – like it's almost just like the idea, even being at the stages, is the idea that Concacaf, in some senses, sometimes feels like a uh, like a subculture. You know what I mean? Like mm. you have all these faces that you recognize, all the t- players on your team that m- many of them sometimes play in MLS. Um, but but when they're playing for Canada, they're usually playing against you know the U.S. or other other teams in Concacaf, and then it's like all of a sudden you have. St- you have Steven, Stefan Eustachio um, nutmegging Kevin De Bruyne, one of the, like, five best oh, yeah. soccer-playing humans on the planet. Yeah. Or soccer-playing men's players on the planet. Eustachio just... is a, a real gem. I mean, it, I mean, there's uh, – I, I feel like we have so many, like, good stories like that and, and so much promise in the team that it's like, how do you feel bad about that? Like – um, I, I think considering the everything it took to get there and the teams we were up against, like, yeah, proud of it all. Proud of it all, and also like the plan. The plan. I think the the problem. The, here was the problem. The the, the plan was sound uh, in terms of like, okay, maybe one of Belgium and Croatia is going to be old enough that they will be able to be caught. And maybe mm-hmm. um, the team that went, uh, the team that was dominant in qualifying, um, is somebody that you can get. That's a good plan because that's the plan that Morocco used. <laughs> the other... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's exact. That was exactly Morocco's path. Is that they, they, uh, they didn't quite. They tied against Croatia. They were able to successfully get that win over Belgium, um, and they beat us. And that's the that in in they went extremely deep in the the knockout rounds, which was great to see. Um, in the in, in one of the one of the tur- one of the stories of that tournament, you are right to say that some some bonkers things are happening in the U.S. national team right men's national team right now. There are yeah. Um, and uh, and also you know there is if you are looking at it in terms of perspective of Concacaf. Like, you, Costa Rica did not have a good tournament at all, and they yeah and they yeah they won a game, but they also lost seven nothing, and then lost four uh, two to Germany. So it's kind of like, in some senses, you come away you come away thinking, uh, oh, Costa Rica had a such a uh, a rough tournament, and they got three more points than Canada did. But you don't. You, I don't necessarily think you come away thinking that way about Canada. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I, absolutely not. Um, it's just good to be invited, you know? I was very sad um, during the World Cup to hear about the death of Grant Wall, the uh, the sports writer, um, yeah, formerly of Sports Illustrated, who um, was working on his own uh, behalf for his uh, for his Substack and and um, and died. I think that the the tests the the tests have shown that there was a the cardiac issue. It happened during. Uh, penalties during the uh, quarterfinals, um, if I recall, um, and it's just a moment to, you know, be be thankful for the fact that he got to be, um, that we got to read his work or or hear his work. You know, it was shocking for me because I had been reading his pieces during the tournament. I had been listening to some mm-hmm. of his podcasts about the last MLS season, and and I said it at the time. But I think that when I first got into, like, caring about North American soccer, it's like, of course, you're trying to develop your own opinions. But what you read can really influence you, of course. And I feel like if you were, if you came up in the time period that I did, I ended up reading him and I ended up reading Ives Gallersep. And those were kind of like the two voices I feel that were like, Informing yeah. my informing my view of of the North American men's scene as a as a scene beyond my uh, beyond just the the uh, um, the area of Vancouver or or the specific markets that I was that I was supporting. Well, and I think many people have outright said that too, right? Like the, even the idea of there being a story or a scene or a narrative period has got kind of that's grant walls written most of that for mls um and and even for soccer in north america so just a, an enormous legacy of course but it just like you know just a terrible sad thing that is so unexpected and you know yeah it, it's fortunate that there's also just hearing so many people players coaches other media folks other journalists just saying like having nothing but good things to say about Grant Wall. I mean, of course, that's what you'd, you'd hope, but um, it's nice to also see him get the respect that I, I think he rightfully deserves and that everybody around the league was very shocked and you could tell the statements coming from clubs and from people within MLS. Like, there was a lot of genuine, like, shock and emotion to that. Um so he obviously left an enormous imprint on people, not just for his work, but just as a person. The thoughts go out to his, the, the thoughts, of course, go to his family. And, and just when you talk about the impacts and, and the stuff, it's like there's so much of it that, like, you just forget about some of it. He ran for FIFA president. To be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as, like a, as, like a, as like a pest campaign. He got the rules changed. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a guy who lived, ate, and breathed uh, soccer, and 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 you know, and yeah, it's just an, it's incredible. I haven't been through his book recently, which sits on my uh, bookshelf. But reading the Beckham experiment was like an amazing, um, just sort of tour through. I guess an era of ML, like you know, a real transformative era in MLS and 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 really helped me understand what was happening at that time. 
Um, right. And it made me, you know, I don't think anyone can read that book and not come away thinking, uh, uh, Alan Gordon forever. <laughs> um, so, uh, so uh, as always rest in peace and anybody who, uh, um, likes to talk about this topic, um, probably has a, uh, has had an impact one way or another from that individual. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all part of kind of the weirdness around the world cup for me. We talked about it. Um, yep. The I didn't watch. I watched only the Canada games, and I might have, at the very last minute, decided to eat brunch in a place that may have been playing the World Cup final on a Sunday. <laughs> you don't have to be so coy about it. <laughs> That's a fine. You're allowed to watch the final. People are allowed to watch all of it. Um but it, it was it was just it was weird vibes going in, it was weird vibes throughout, um, and and just like I found it really hard to engage with because all of the narratives just seemed kind of bad to me. Like even the critical ones felt like there was still like a real thin veneer of racism a lot of the time. That was like you have a legitimate point here, but you also are like going real hard on a theme that's like. Uh, okay. Um, so I just stopped engaging entirely and I was like, yeah, I'm behind the Canadian team here and I'll sort of bemusedly watch the updates as they come through. But I just, I, I think there's a much larger conversation too. And we've talked about it and I know many other people have too, just about the sort of bizarre moneyed spectacle that, football has become and and now you know with no breather suddenly being thrown into the premier league again <laughs> and just all soccer all the time um i still it, i have for me is also starting to take some of the like special feeling out of it is because there's just so much of it <laughs> i have um, not i didn't yeah. i didn't watch any i didn't watch any premier league um over the like over the Christmas break. I was away in BC too, but like, mm. I just haven't, I haven't found time to do it. And I think that there is a certain amount of that like burnout where it's like, you're in the, you're in the middle of the season and you've ended the season. And now you've got to go back to the season. I'm going to love the league's cup. When they, when they pull that same trick later in this MLS season, uh, not a thousand percent looking forward to that. They announced the dates for some, they, they announced the MLS schedule and left basically a big hole for that, uh, MLS versus, um, Liga MX, uh, uh, cup competition. Right. With some other, uh, you know, a lot of teams, teams, schedules are set. Um, now, that's the that's that's what I've I've been more energetic about this kind of stuff, even though even though, you know, games are being played theoretically in other leagues. That it's like you know, I'm I'm just like, ah, give me give me MLS transfer news. That's so fu- I mean, that's so MLS because uh yeah, no, I find myself doing the same as I'm like, really? Jimmy Madranda from Sounders to Columbus while well, like much bigger things are happening. <laughs> like just <laughs> 
you know, or let's start, like a, you know, the, yeah, let's dive into some of it. Let's start, <clears throat> let's, let's talk about, I think the, of, of all the things that you have here and all the things that we've heard about the biggest like change that's going to happen to me is, is Montreal going from pretty good to it. I don't hey. know what's going to, it's yikes, man. It's. It's been strange. Alistair Johnson went is off to Celtic. Um, yep. Ismail Kone is gone. Yep. Um, Victor- Wanyama was gone. Now he's back. <laughs> so that's one. Wilfred Nancy to Columbus Crew. Somebody has to feel the Caleb Porter uh, shaped hole in the uh, in the in the owners' hearts. Um, and like. Okay, can we pause on Nancy for a second, or do you want to go through it all, and then we'll get back to it? No, let's talk. Okay, because, I, I mean, I was at first a little bit surprised by this one, because I was just like, if you're Montreal, how do you not just pour buckets of cash over Wilford Nancy's head and just be like, please stay? <laughs> but then I'm like, well, Columbus probably came with larger buckets of cash and did that exact same thing, so I guess I understand it from that point of view, but... I mean, I guess I keep going back and forth because I'm I, when I think about Columbus, I'm like, this is such a smart move and such an amazing a time to bring in a coach like this. And then I'm like, but if you're Montreal, <laughs> that's just what do you do? You've just lost, you know, an entire core of you, your team. You've just come off of this incredible season. How does your ownership and your management just beef this so hard? to lose literally everything you built and worked so hard for. And then like your salve to that is to bring in Hernan Losada. Hernan Losada who fired. Who who came in from Belgium to DC and the thought process is, well, this guy's young, he's a little unproven, but maybe we could see if his his methods bear fruit. And then they moved on for him when the answer appeared to be no. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it did. Yeah. It extremely did not work in DC. It extremely did not work. And granted, a lot of things have extremely not worked in DC. So, you know, Losada's not the sole uh, person to blame for that. But I just think, like, and who knows? We could eat our words. I know there was issues with his coaching methods at DC United, some interpersonal things, and. Who knows, like, we only ever hear what we hear and we don't know what actually went on. But I think it's fair to say there was controversy surrounding his departure. And for Montreal to go from this, you know, this maverick to, as you say, like a completely untested coach who DC United didn't want for personal reasons, (laughs) as well as professional, it seems... Oh, I just, it's really hard to feel how, like, Montreal is going to have at all any kind of season. So then they hire Sandro Grand as the, uh, the the former Canadian player, as the uh, the reserve coach. Um, and then they fire him the next day because it's, it, it becomes known that at the time of a, uh, a gunfire incident, during a political speech um, by Pauline Marois, 
who was the uh, the Parti Quebecois leader in September 2012 during a victory party. Um, he had tweeted. He had tweeted that the only mistake the shooter made was not getting the target. Uh, yikes! Fun. The uh, times. The the in that environment. The the just the the. There's no way to look at the bare fact of what he tweeted and not say that that was a huge mistake <laughs> to not to not check that. And I'm, maybe the MLS team wasn't thinking about these sorts of things, but that's how the Quebec media market works is that people are, when you, when you can, when you, when something comes up that ties into this idea of, of, of politics. And of course we have this, this, um, you know, the, the, the topic of political violence is so worrying that it's delete your tweets. <laughs> Yeah. Check your. T- well, yeah, yeah. Go back. Maybe before you take that job offer, you go back on your timeline and think, "Do I need all of this here?" But bad. yeah, bad, bad times. And then I see you added it too, and I just caught it just before we started the show as well. Uh, if if that wasn't enough, um, Kai Kamara has also asked to leave the team. So. If you were thinking like, well, at least they got Kamara kicking around and he's still good for scoring goals, good chance he won't be there either. The 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 gut punch of that, I would feel because, you know, you and I are, are both of the are are both firmly on the Kai Kamara train. Um, Always and forever. Um loved him in his time in in Vancouver. He's an outspoken guy and in some in some senses this is there's uh, you've seen some. You've seen some people, you know, wonder. Now there was there was that narrative about like, oh, well, is it good to have in the locker room? I thought he was great to have in the locker room. Um, and I think that maybe there's some issues around the types of personalities that he brushes up against. I would put it sometimes on their people. And mm-hmm. if you're having this question of, well, well, is Losada going to work out? He had all these personal problems. For him to say in his, for Kamara to say in his things, I wanted to retire here. I thought I found the place where I was going to end my career, but I need to leave. Um, is a is a is a gut punch, a knife in the heart to uh, to to you know if I was a supporter of that team that um, felt about Kai the way that I do about him after his time in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, it's just, if you're a Montreal fan, like, I, thoughts are with you, folks. Uh, I hope you get some good news soon, but, yikes, not, not so great there. Um, Axel, it's not too late to correct your mistake. (laughs) I guess it wasn't him. I guess he wasn't there. It wasn't, it's not too late to correct the White House's mistake. I think it was three, right? Yes, that's right. Let's start the rumor train now, because... It's, you know, Kai Kamara left the Whitecaps when there's a lot of different people in charge. I mean, we all know nothing's changed, but just saying, <laughs> just mull it over, Kai. Mull it over. Headmaster I still have forever. My, I still have my, uh, uh, I still have my Sierra Leone jersey. I do too. I got it hanging right above me. I'll throw a picture up on Instagram. When I was, folks. when I was trying to figure out like what 
are like my like biggest Twitter moments of all time. Like what when there have been times when we have had questions about the future of that medium. Um, what are my what are like sort of like my favorite Twitter moments of all time? You getting Kai to wish me a happy birthday. Is, oh my god! I totally is, forgot about that. It's up there. It's up there. I would say. Man of the people. <laughs> Just saying, Kai, just th- mull it over. Think it over for a while. See how it fits you. There was, uh, uh, there's been a, a raft of changes, and we're not going to run through literally all of them. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, I've got a little bit of a, a list going. <laughs> Any big ones that stand out to you that, you know, I, I mean, are noteworthy because of the name or the team they're going to? Anything that really kind of took you by surprise so far from some of the movements around MLS? You're absolutely right that we can't we can't list all of them. You know, we can't list every <laughs> player that Charlotte is bringing in. <laughs> we can't. Yeah. And, and, and how they all match together is not going to be something that you can really, you know, um, judge at this point anyways. I am interested in the fact that Eber has moved to the Sounders. Um, they get all the nice toys yeah. in Seattle. <laughs> Isn't it so frustrating? At first, I was like, "Ebert's leaving City," and I just assumed like he's going to South America or he's going to Europe. And I'm like, "Oh, great! He's coming even closer. Great! He'll be in our conference now again with our rival. Terrific!" As I grind my teeth into a pulp. Sad to see Maxi Morales uh, leave. He's going back to Argentina. I think that like. Yeah. More than specific players, there are some there are some longtime names that are moving. Aaron Long leaving the Red Bulls. That's a that's a big surprise yeah. to LAFC. Um the uh the idea that Joseph Martinez is uh that 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 meaning that is potentially moving and and that is like basically contingent on on, on the medical being done. Essentially, oh, is it that far along now too? That's what I'd heard. I think that that was on the athletic. That he okay. That he's... Yeah, I'd only heard the the rumors, and I'd heard that like there was thoughts that he could go there, but I didn't know it was more than just speculation. Interesting. I would say that that's what I'm interested in. There was some there were some pretty familiar faces that are going to be in other places. Do do these other than Montreal? How much needle moving is there in all of this? Well, I think that um, New York City FC loses something to a certain degree. I think that mm. um, LAFC um, obviously is doing well. I don't think that they lose enough that you then question what's happening next with them. Um, you see some, you see a, a, a little bit of deck shuffling, and, and I don't know that anybody has, as far as I can see it like gotten massively stronger. Um, if unless other, other than really that, that, that Eber has the possibility of being like a, a league dominating forward and, and has been in the past. Yeah. One, I, I didn't see it cause I've only seen it teased, but of course there's the conversation about Xiao Paulo coming back as well for Sounders. So, I mean, like, think about that midfield um yeah i agree i think new york city obviously is i maybe taken a, a slight step down but i mean we've said that before and they've been, <laughs> they've been all right um 
I was a bit interested by there's a lot of movement from Galaxy, not anything that I thought was too untowards or all that surprising, but um I wasn't exactly sure how much movement there would be from them. Nick DePew's gone to Nashville, Kevin Cabral's gone to the Rapids. Um so I'm kind of interested to see like what other pieces are brought into Galaxy. There's a few teams that have kind of clocked as being somewhat low on players in their rosters. So those are kind of the ones that I've been paying attention to. Um, uh, what was the, Oh, the one that sort of stood out to me and I don't think it's a bad move necessarily, but Latif blessing from LAFC to new England. Um, I, I mean, Latif blessings great wherever he plays. And I, I think it's probably speaks more to LAFC's quality that they think, okay, we don't need him. Um, I think any team should be thankful to have Latif Blessing, but I feel like he'd fit in well in New England as well. Um, He's obviously a very crafty and technical player as well as, you know, having a creative drive. He's obvious he can do the defensive side well. Um, I also think has that work ethic as well um, that we know is so highly prized in New England. So that was a good one. The uh, the the I have the uh, the terms here um, reported by uh, Paul Tenorio and Stan Stechkel from the Athletic. The idea is that um, Atlanta is planning on using its buyout to take Joseph Martinez down past the DP threshold, and then uh, Inter Miami is going to pay the rest of the salary. Sort of the, the the Josie Altador package. Which, it it's hard not to feel like, however you rate Joseph Martinez, if your team is willing to buy you out and you're a star, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have questions. And I know I've changed my tune on Joseph Martinez before. Um, and I'm not suddenly going back on it, but... You know, I feel like there's some personal stuff there that I I don't know that, you know, Inter-Miami is going to be the team where he really excels and finds his place. Um, but stranger things have happened, right? I mean, it's it's obviously it's a great get for Inter-Miami. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is it feels like a little bit of a roll of the dice from, from them. But I guess if they're getting him for a, a decent price, then why wouldn't you? Uh, Messi got extended at BSG, right? He's not. He's not on his way over. <laughs> I think that that. So so Joseph so. so Joseph won't. Uh, there isn't that pull to going over there. Yeah, it still yeah. kind of feels a little disorganized over there. But you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, it's true. Well, and like, and for Atlanta, I mean, they brought in oh, what's the guy's name from Seattle. Uh, their GM or soccer operations guy, Garth Ledgerway. Ledgerway. That's right. Ledgerway. Thank you. Um, so hopefully that irons things out for Atlanta because it's been, let's be honest, it's been a total shit show for the last three years there. It's just <laughs> been a revolving door of people. I get, you know, I, one can understand as a, it would be difficult as a, a player to sit through that. Um, you did mention as well, Charlotte's brought in a ton of players. Um, and that stands out to me because I didn't necessarily think they needed a big roster rebuild and they, it doesn't seem like they've really done one. They've kept a core 
group of players and then brought in some seems like really exciting talent. So I'm I'm curious, you know, Charlotte's been this this wild card so far and I'm kind of excited to see what they put together um in their season. That's right. It'll be interesting cuz you know, it wasn't too bad. Um last year you'd like to see I think that they had a especially given how the 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 start, you know, the the we are the famous we are screwed uh quote. Um yeah. I would not put them in the I would not put what happened last year is, you know, in the bottom half of I would I would not rank them among the worst expansion sides at all. You know, I wouldn't say that they they had a no. by that by that measurement that they had a terrible year. They didn't make the playoffs, but you know, they um they won 13 games. Pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think they had a, a totally fine season. Again, given kind of what – I mean, I think they sur- purposely or not set the bar pretty low at the beginning. So I feel like anything they achieved, we'd be like, oh, wow, look, they're actually pretty good. They said they were screwed and they're not. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that that would be an interesting one to watch. Um, I don't like to – Zardes from Columbus to Austin. I mean, I think everybody knew Zardes was not going to be sticking around at Columbus, likely. I think Austin seems like a good fit. Um, The Whitecaps have been strangely quiet, given that there's definitely some holes to fill. Um, Really, the only news out of Whitecaps land was that the San Jose Earthquakes have signed Michael Baldissimo. Good luck to him. Um, Good luck. Started to him. promising in Vancouver, and you know, I again, I feel like we kind of had mixed reviews on him, or at least I did. But I always thought he was an extremely talented player. It just like so often happens that the Whitecaps didn't seem to really have a role for him or know how to best utilize him. And I, I think there was also points too where the you could see the the head drop and the shoulders drop, and and maybe not quite the focus, but. You know, San Jose is a a team that I think they're clearly open to trying some different things and trying to build something, and I think it's a good a good fit for his skills. Um, and hopefully, he can also like get some more consistent playing time and like a more consistent role with him as well. I feel like some of that with with him is is um, due to the fact that the. There have been players that like legitimately haven't developed. I think he was getting good, and so that's why I think it's important for him to to you know get moving to a place where you get more playing time. The thing is, I think that the Whitecaps to get the Whitecaps out of what was a rough place for them, they adopted a strategy where, um, you know, you you get the most uh the 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 best deals for the lowest price that you can. And that is, you know, sort of unknown midfielders, you know, that have, that have yeah. high quality creatively and high quality. Like, like some of them have been quite good, but it's like the idea, it was just unfortunate for him that he, he started really turning a corner at a time that the Whitecaps had absolutely loaded up in the defensive midfield. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I mean, I, I think that that's also fair. Like if I've got, Kubas and Gauld, I'm, I'm probably not starting Baldissimo either, but um, yeah, I think he, I definitely think, think he brings a lot. It's, it is a shame that the Whitecaps continue to kind of be this like team where 
you know, like early 20s, it seems like players kind of bump up against this threshold where they can't really break into the first team. And I know that the Whitecaps strategy is to develop players and sell them on, but I I think they waived him, right? So he's going to, I believe he's going to San Jose for nothing. Um, anyway, I, my bigger point here is just that I think the Whitecaps need to start developing players, the homegrown players, a little bit more into the first team. I'm glad that they've been compensating for those gaps because in the past they haven't. Um, but that for me, I think is a still big, still a big target for this team is to get a more consistent pipeline going, um, and not just losing players out into the same conference. Um, but again, I'm not like against this move. Um, just thoughts. The, uh, Sasha question. We are, uh, we, his, his called it into his MLS career. Um, it was. It's been a real. Uh, he's been a real mainstay um, for American soccer and also uh, in MLS for many years. You know, he was a part of those some of those real lean Chivas USA years, two thousand six, two thousand ten. Oh yeah. Um, went to Belgium, played five more seasons, uh, and then came back and spent time in 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 New York, Orlando, and LA Galaxy. Was a part of the. New York Red Bulls supporter shield team in 2015 um, that I feel like really sort of established him as like, you know, uh, uh, a statesman of the league. Um, and, uh, and it's a great career and it'll be, um, you know, it's uh, a little sad to see him hanging up, but we will, it doesn't mean that we won't be seeing him because he has been named to the, uh, to the roster of Apple News's or, or of Apple's uh, MLS commentators. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like Sasha Question's a player that's pretty hard to hate, regardless of who you support. He's just been around for so long. He brought some much-needed steadiness and leadership to LA Galaxy in some pretty tough times. Like, a, a guy that's going to go out and run through brick walls and, and also be smart, um, calm games down keep possession a little bit more obviously he could score goals got tons of assists as well so yeah and uh, as you said not going far either so we won't we're just barely drying our eyes and it turns out we're going to be seeing plenty more of Sasha question um and perhaps the most monumental retirement that we've heard about in the offseason is Brad Knighton True Brad Knighton. hero, uh, former white cap, New England mainstay goalkeeper for many years, um, has also retired. We will also see more of him because he's going to be staying on as an under-17 coach for New England. So that that's kind of nice as well. A guy that's been around and played most of his career in MLS, if not all of it, um, moving into a coaching role. I think that's it's good when you can find roles for those guys. Put in a great uh, – it was always great to see him with the Whitecaps and in always somebody that you found yourself rooting for to uh, – uh, once he left to continue uh, enjoying success throughout his career. Yeah, and a, and a solid goalkeeper as well. That's right. Um, the – how do you feel about – oh, is there another – Blaze Matweedy is out. Yeah. Um, uh, he – he has not been featured for a year for anybody, I think. Um, 
it was uh, mm. kind of unfortunate for him because he had, uh, um, at the time that he came to Inter Miami, it seemed like that could be an interesting. That that was almost more, um, more interesting than getting Gonzalo Higuain. Um, but he obviously has been having some some bigger problems, so that's, that's sad from from his angle. Um, yeah. Also, I had on here. Uh, I'm sure that you know the, a lot of the. Um, a lot of the tributes have already been said, but uh, rest in peace to the 1977 NASL champion Pele. Mm-hmm. Certainly the certainly the thing that everybody remembers. <laughs> the, the, the top line, the headline uh, is that he was the 1977 NASL champion. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly one of the uh, one of the great world players in in the. I think this is what I'd said on Twitter at the time. Like, I think what North Americans thought of is like the soccer player. Yeah, absolutely. For, for a, a, a period of time that lasted like a decade or more. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and certainly beyond that as well. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's also, it's a little less like shocking. Cause you're like, I mean, he was a, a, a good age and I think had had health problems and things like that, but still, um, yeah, you know, another icon gone. Um, the, um, I, I quite enjoyed the, uh, um, the, the line from, I, I, I found out that I went and looked. I was on vacation when it happened, and I was far away from my copy of Soccer in Sun and Shadow um, by uh, by Galliano. And I had looked at my – I looked. I had screenshotted the part about Pele where he'd said, mm. Off the field, he never gave a moment of his time, and a dime never fell from his pocket. But for those of us who were able to see him play, we received such uh, extraordinarily – extraordinary alms and glimpses of immortality such as to make you believe that immortality exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost positive, I think. <laughs> I just I like that double I like that uh um that sort of double double edged sword of a of, of a compliment. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about mm-hmm. Apple? How are you feeling about this Apple deal? Uh, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but they announced the roster and I'm like, whatever, kind of the names you would expect. Um, we're, it looks like we're going to get celebrity panels in booths far away, but also peppered with the names that I think we kind of would expect and, and lots of um, plenty of MLS experience. I think it's, speaking of double-edged swords, the reality, and I, I can't remember which MLS player recently said this about talking to teammates back in Europe about like, well, like, how do I watch MLS? And he, him being like, um, <laughs> well, it depends. Are you in the blackout area or like, yeah, um, in order to grow the game, they've got to have, they, they needed something like this. Obviously it's, it's a bit of, uh, an experiment for sports in general and, um, certainly for Apple, um, but yeah, I think we are going to lose a lot of the insights that you'd be getting from, uh, 
commentators that know some of the te- like are actually there in the stadium and know the teams better. That's what we're sacrificing, but we knew that going in. Um, yeah, it's fine. You know? <laughs> like that's that's kind of how I feel about it is it's it's completely fine and it's uh, I think that overall the ability to watch more MLS easier probably also kind of outweighs the the things we're losing as well um but i'm sure i'm going to be griping about it as the season starts and as whoever's calling white caps games to just bungle it but yeah you know we'll see what people want really is is like in 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 is people who feel like they're familiar with the team and and have like experience with the team and in there have been comments on a lack of canadian uh voice talent as a part of this or, or not so many, there are people who are familiar with Canadian teams or have played on Canadian teams. Um, looking at this, mm. I, this can't be everyone. Um, you know, they named, they named three English language play by play guys. And if they're going to have every game happen at the same time, that's not going to do yes, it. That's true. That's true as well. I know I did take note of that <laughs> where I'm like, well, sh- I think they even said like, um, there's, yeah, there, there will be more, um, which makes me a little bit nervous because Alexi Lalas's name hasn't shown up yet, and I'm like, well, <laughs> Peter Shad, just just get Peter Shad. If if I tur- if I turn on Apple and we have Peter Shad, then that is then 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 that'll make it all better. Um, I felt it. I find it weird. TSN is is booked for some to to broadcast some games. It hasn't really been made clear if TSN is producing it or if Apple is produce or if like this Apple team is producing it and TSN is just going to carry that stream. Um, and so Luke Wildman just got signed to TNT to do uh, by Warner Brothers Discovery to do uh, um, U.S. men's and women's national team games. So he won't hmm. if if that's happening, they won't be a part of that setup. I don't think that I didn't particularly love the TSN you know, broadcast environment in terms for certainly for the white caps mm. in terms of like the way that some of the play by play guys switch the way that, um, the, which wasn't any, any individual play, any individual's person's fault. True. It was hardly a seamless viewing experience the, on TSN. So the, the, I'm trying to not crap on people, but yeah, the way that people, it really felt, and and not to say that anybody was like like particularly bad, but it's like it felt like people were picked almost at random. You know, the way that Kevin Kilban was brought in for the Euros and just ended up being a permanent face because it worked out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like and that's yeah. that's again, that's not a, that's not against him either. It's just that like it really the simultaneously, so I'm caught in the rock and hard place of this like, well, I really felt that we needed fresh voices in in a, in a more top level um, broadcast team or, or, or a more top level broadcast experience. So I I look at this list that doesn't have a lot of names that'll be that familiar to Canadian fans and think, well, new names means new names. So I can't be too mad about that. Yeah, um, but it'll be more. Um, Lori Lindsay is great. It'll be great to see mm-hmm. to hear more. Lori Lindsay, Danielle Slayton is great. Um, the 
I never I never really had any Jake Zivin opinions. He was the Timbers play by play guy. Um but he uh but he a lot of people have been excited that he's a part of the setup. So again, sign sign Peter Shad, Apple. If you are listening to this yeah. on your pod on your podcast uh service. The one the one other note too I, I saw as well that I thought I was like interesting and i might actually tune in and see if i can pick up some of this is the is that diego valeri will be doing some spanish language uh panels i think um and like pre-game things and i was like that seems great that's great i'm interested to see i'm interested to see like how much crossover for that kind of stuff there will be because like sebastian latou is of these names the person who would know the vancouver whitecaps the best and he's doing French language. I don't think he ever mm-hmm. he despite the fact that he is French, I don't think that he has anything to do with Montreal, which would be the no. the the team that you would want you would kind of want an analyst for. Um mm-hmm. but but he's fine. He's he he um hopefully I think that he will add, but I would love to see him involved in some capacity on English language Whitecaps broadcasts if they could spare him. I don't know if they can, but if they could, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we all just want to know Sebastian Latou's thoughts about the Whitecaps, but um, I also when and this is a change uh, for me. Can I go on a slight diatribe here for a second? I put this on the list. Yeah, go for it. First in, one of the year since since the Vancouver Whitecaps joined the league in 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 2011. Um, I have owned many Whitecaps jerseys, and I enjoy wearing them. Almost all of them have been great. Um. The uh, the color scheme suits me well. There's been one thing at the back of my mind as a Canadian mm. that is bombarded by corporate advertising wherever I go that mm-hmm. I have been wearing into life's precious moments. A giant bell ad. Uh- <laughs> well, boy, do I have news for you. <laughs> yeah. In a story of who dumped who, or, I mean, I think the contract just expired, but Bell, that big, ugly Bell on the front of uh, the Whitecaps jerseys, will be gone to be replaced by some other big, ugly corporate slogan at some point. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an odd feeling because I think that from the perspective of just, you know... You can't help it. I've seen myself reflected in windows or mirrors and been like, oh, man, like having a great time with my friends wearing my giant bell ad. Like there's a big bell ad in my living room because I have a jersey hanging out, yeah. you know, like yeah. it it never stops. That's kind of like I think obviously advertising on shirts is not new, but I think it's just that kind of like Canadian confluence of it being like one of the major Canadian companies that creates that a little bit of that, that small amount of uh a friction. Yeah, and Amer- American and international listeners, you just need to also understand how much time Canadians spend thinking about how much they get ripped off on their phone and internet bills to understand <laughs> the hate coming bells way here. Um, <laughs> we won't get into it. Trust me, you don't. You don't want to go down that hole if if you don't have experience. But if this means if this means a, no, if this means no bell, let's talk day. I will be thrilled. I will be thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that we don't support the cause, the idea behind the cause, but the the corporatization of and just sort of empty slogans about like it's really important to to like talk about stuff is uh yeah, I think we can freshen that up a bit, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, just do a different campaign. Do a different campaign. Uh, the it'll be interesting. the The challenging part in our environment is just like you know, which who who would we bring in that would be better? You know, <laughs> like the the well. There's a lot of I have. I think there's a, a very natural solution to this, which is you just get one of the many legal entities that the Whitecaps have had to hire over the years and just get that <laughs> sponsor and sort of a, you scratch your back. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that <laughs> I'm well, just saying you already some, got their number. Sometimes when you work at a, at a newspaper, um, you get a, a, a fruit arrangement from the lawyers at the end of the year. I'm sure that the Whitecaps have gotten uh, something uh, something quite extensive. Um, the uh, I was thinking EA Sports because they have EA Sports FC to direct people towards at the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. For reasons too voluminous to get into here, I absolutely hope it's not Lululemon in terms of Vancouver-oriented <laughs> uh, brands. There is a checkered history. With can, there's that. just the, there are too many jokes to even make there to go there, so I won't. But. Um, I noticed that uh, FC Dallas is changing their jersey sponsor as well to Healthcare Providers Children's Health in the UT Southwestern Medical Center, uh, with one on one jersey, one on the other. Um, I don't that know really if, rolls off the tongue. I don't know if that is. Can you run those two past me again? <laughs> North Texas. This is from MLSsoccer.com. North Texas-based Healthcare Providers Children's Health in UT Southwestern Medical Center. Now, UT Southwestern Health Medical Center. Health, it's a university. It's a university hospital. Is the second one? Sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a name. It's um, going to look great on the front. The other one, I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's private healthcare. Uh, so, like, there is that a- aspect of, of weirdness to it. But um, the uh, n- a nationally ranked pediatric acute care teaching hospital affiliated with the University of Texas Southwestern Medical School. So, um, like, I mean, like, you know, BC Women's and Children, Women and Children's, so that would be a great, great sponsor. Uh, I don't know yeah. who would flip the bill for that. Um, but if true, yes, if that had, uh, if that could be done in a way that was, um, if that could be done in a way that was, was, was good for the organization that was on it, that'd be fun. I just hope, you know, no crypto. No gambling. Oh God. <laughs> no crypto, no gambling. Although that there might be Please. a there might be a metaphor in there that would work, but yeah. No crypto, no gambling, no uh Lululemon. Those are my requirements. <laughs> Pass along those notes to the ownership. <laughs> I'm sure they love us and are excited for our for our takes on these issues. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if you not Vancouver related, um, mm-hmm. one not to not to get into brand worship here, so feel free to get a, as weird with this as you want. Um, oh. What logo would you put on the front of your white caps jersey? Mm. I knew you were going to ask me this, and now I'm drawing a total blank. I think what's just running through my head is like it's probably going to be like Savon or <clears throat> Jim Pattison or something awful and <laughs> like just as detestable as Bell. Um, I really feel like it should be no frills, you know, like in this economy. <laughs> oh 
my god. Yes. Right? Yes. And I feel like it fits. Like, you know, I like it when you can have a brand name that also carries a message, right? Like, the Whitecaps are the no frills of MLS. (laughs) Oh, my God. We got everything everybody else has just cheaper. So, I'm just saying. I think that's perfect. This is exactly what I... you pick? That's exactly what I want. I was, like, thinking about it. I think that Nardwar should... Sponsor. Oh hell yeah! You should get Nardwar yeah. or the evaporators. However you would, however you would fit. However, Nardwar should okay. call the game. Oh my god! Okay, 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 okay. I figured it out. I figured it out. You keep the hoop, right? And mm. then the hoop just sort of has the top half of Nardwar's head poking into the yeah. hoop. Like it's just sort of like he's just sort of like he's sort of like 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 sticking his head up over the. Uh, the 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 boundary the the famous music uh the famous and, music interviewer and broadcaster uh Nardwar and human serviette also you forgot that that's um, right and when we score the announcer could do the doot doot loot doot and then the crowd could go doot doot it all works this is perfect yeah we figured it out we figured I think that we've got two great ideas here. Axel, give us a call. (laughs) We're ready. I don't know what your marketing department's like, but you got two eager beavers here with all kinds of ideas. That's right. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It can't be worse, right? Like, truly, uh, how could we mess it up worse than... Anyway, we won't go down there again, but... Until, until, Until we hear back for our great ideas, uh, where can we find you online? Um, you can find me online on Instagram, that's so MLS, and I'm putting stuff there now too. So you can, like actually check it out. Um, and of course, you can find this podcast on MLS. Wait, no, not MLSsoccer.com. You can find it on that's so MLS.com. Preseason mode, that's so MLS.com on Apple Podcasts. Of course, our Apple overlords will look after you, but also wherever you get podcasts, we're there too. Where can we find you? You find me online on Twitter at Team Bates, um, and basically like any other social media, you type in Team Bates or Team Batesy. On all Instagram. of it. You, you all of the social it. media. Please rate, review, and subscribe on uh, all podcast platforms where you can find podcasts, including the one that are, is the new MLS Overlords. Maybe they'll add us to the broadcast team if you if you God, God help us do it enough. Uh, there's a guarantee numbers. there. I don't, I can't guarantee much in MLS, but I can guarantee you that one's not happening, <laughs> but we're open. We're open. And until then, don't get sent off. Do, 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 do.